This week, we're going to wrap up our series on three story by talking about the relationship between my story and their story. We're going to get practical with skills that you can use to build a healthy relationship with others that point them to Jesus. You're listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast, designed to help leaders just like you leverage your time and influence for greater impact with young people. My name's Brian, and the man on the other mic is Reggie. We're your hosts on this podcast, and we're excited to spend the next few minutes talking ministry with you. Here we go. Welcome back to the Ministry Leader Podcast. We are wrapping up our series. I think it's been five weeks now yeah. on Three Story. And, you know, if you're just jumping in, you can, we'll post the links to our previous episodes uh, in our show notes so you can listen back on any of those those episodes, but we want to just do a really super quick review because we've got some really important content to talk about today, some really practical skills. For sure. So um, Three Story is about, in YFC, and Youth for Christ, we call this Three Story, and the three stories are God's story and my story and another person's story. We often use the term their story or your friend's story, um, and it's anybody you're in relationship with. And uh, these three stories are made up of, like, your story is made up of your passions, your these moments, these experiences in your life and the people and relationships that you have in your life who have shaped you and formed you into the person you are right now. And those three components are present in your story. They're present in somebody else's story, but they're also present in God's story. And again, we've talked about more in depth of these things in our previous episodes that you can go listen to. And last week, we talked about the relationship between my story and God's story. And the word was abide. And it has this connotation of being with and going with Jesus, wherever he happens to be. Um, and so today, we're going to talk about the relationship between my story and and their story. So Reggie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so to jump in, you know, when we talk about what it looks like for me to share my story, when you enter into a relationship, it's always important that you go into it with the idea of I can be vulnerable. Um, and so how do you go into a relationship or into a conversation looking to share Right. So you, you're sharing um, your story, your testimony, how God has shown up in your life or how he's like we talked about a few episodes ago. How is he showing up right now? And then you're also looking to discover, seeking to discover, discovering more of the person that is sitting across from you or the person that you're talking with, discovering more of their story. And we don't I don't think we want to um, we're not trying to really break down to make it a really rigid type of conversation right. like this is a friend. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. This is someone that, you know, Reggie and I are sitting across the table from each other now and Every week that we sit down and do this, I learn more of his story. For I sure. discover more of his story. And in doing that, I share more of mine. So this is just in the context of relationship, right? Absolutely. This isn't a really rigid, this is how you have to do it. Right. This is just what naturally happens. We're yeah. just identifying, yeah. right? Yeah, to give you kind of a structure or some content that, that structures how you do this. And so I think that, as I mean, it's it's growing tools in your tool belt to, to be intentional on creating authenticity within the confines of what we're talking about. So... Um, Another thing or some questions to consider asking when you're talking about 
um, how to develop this relationship between your story and their story. One thing you have to think about is how much do you share, you know, because nothing's worse than getting into a conversation, especially with a young person. And all of a sudden it's just you talking and they've said nothing in your 20 minutes into the conversation. <laughs> they're looking at their phone, scrolling right. through. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Their head goes down or they're looking away or they start fiddling with something else. So who is this guy? Right. And right. what is he talking about? Exactly. Right? Why is he talking to me? He said he wanted to talk, but now he's been talking and there's no conversation here. So yeah. I yeah. think that so part of my tendency is like if I hear you say something and it relates to something in my story, like I'm trained to, to look for these connections. Right. And that's what we want to do today is help equip you to, to look for these connections. But man, my tendency is if I hear something in your story, right. I want to tell you my story. Exactly. And so I want to jump in. And so maybe I don't even let you finish your story and that's mm. a problem. So yeah. the, I love that question of um, how much do you share and when do you share it might be another, yeah. another question to consider. Yeah. Yeah. So the, another one that I think is really important, Brian, is how much do we discover? Because there's also an aspect of getting, especially with young people, once again, an aspect of getting into a conversation with somebody and they start rambling and start throwing everything out on the table. Yep. And, and it's just like, where did this conversation go? How do we bring it back in? What, like, you know what I mean? The whole structure just completely just went out the window. So, yep. yeah, I, I, yeah, I, go ahead. Reggie, I've worked with middle school students most of my <laughs> youth ministry career, and I feel like that's every conversation oh, I've man. ever had with a middle school yeah. student because they'll be talking about something, and I'll be responding in the middle of a sentence, and some other conversation comes out of their mouth, right, and I'm like, right. what the? Did you even care what I, like, I didn't even finish <laughs> a sentence. I wasn't even talking too long, right? right. right? Yeah, yeah, so how much do you discover? And I think that goes to then what questions do we ask yeah. even, like, um, if you, if you're trying to be intentional in this and learn some things about people, um, that's why we gave, we offered the framework really of the, the passions, the people and the moments in their life. Like yeah. if we can ask questions around those things, it will help us discover specific things about their story. Right. For sure. For sure. And, and that's what the point that, like you said, that we want to get to where we are able to see and hear specific things that we can then relate to or, or have more conversations about, um, and so more more into the the skills how do we develop skills in our in our tool belt you know that have us create opportunities for more authentic conversations or, or more effective conversations that we have when our story is connecting with someone else's story um so one thing that i think is important is attentive listening yeah yeah say it, that again attentive i miss that <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so attentive listening. And so how, how do you listen to the, the details as they talk? Listen for the moments where they're sharing about things that they're passionate about. I, I remember just earlier this week, actually, I'm having a conversation with a, a young lady and her, her mom had messaged me and told her a little, told me a little bit about what's going on. And as I'm listening, I, I had an appointment and, and as I'm listening to her, I'm hearing and listening for love languages her relationship with her mom oftentimes mm -hmm. breaks down because they're speaking a different love language mm -hmm. you know but through attentive listening i'm able to hear what exactly it is that her love languages were and how she describes her mom and finding out what her mom's love languages were but without active listening or attentive listening 
I would have never realized that that was happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, that's really good, man. You're, you're listening for specific things that they're sharing that even make connections even to your story. Yeah. Right. So that, that's why we listen for these things. Um, as far as like even body language matters in attentive yeah. listening. So if you're talking to her, you're face to face and you're like, leaned back with your arms crossed in your chair, kind of looking around the room. Right. She knows he's not really listening yeah. to me. But if you lean in and you look him in the eye, um, it communicates like this person wants to hear more. Absolutely. Right. And so this person is attentive. I think um, one of the things that I like to do is also ask clarifying questions. Like yeah. if you say something that I don't fully get, I don't fully understand. And I think that happened in the last episode um, right. last week when you were talking about this idea of tarrying. Yeah, like I was yeah. like, tell me more about that. Cause I, that was new to yeah, me. Right, um, and right. so that was an example for me of attentive listening. And I think we can do that more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then this is something that is super critical, especially when talking with young people, because this is how you gauge their attention or how you, they know that you are listening is by repeating what they say in your own words. And so, um, you know, you talked about tarrying and you, you may mention something that I said about tarrying and saying, Oh, tell me more about, I, I like what you said about X, Y, or Z. Tell me yeah. more about that. So how do you dive into to their conversation or to what they're saying and, and be able to use what they're saying to, to engage the conversation more. So, yeah. Yeah. So attentive listening would be the first story connecting skill, right. um, in, in learning more about another and being able to share more about your story. But, um, one of the other things we would, we like to talk about is you have to go first. Yeah. Like, um, if you're asking someone to be vulnerable, and really share what's on their heart and what's on their mind, you have to be willing to do the same thing. Right. Um, and sometimes they won't do it until you open up first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being careful, even still, like we said earlier, not to dominate the conversation, you know, that you want to share and you want to be vulnerable. You want to open up. Um, and then also, I've, of course, we always have to talk about using wisdom and what you share. Right. You know, um, especially from, a, you know, an adult to a, to, um, a teenager or a young person. And so I'm um, not oversharing, and then when you do share what you're sharing being appropriate to the conversation. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's super important. And I uh, think Reggie, I think that, uh, even ties back to this concept of abiding, Yeah, like using wisdom, yep. the wisdom comes from our abiding relationship with Jesus. So, yeah. um, if we are abiding in Jesus, even in that moment in a conversation with someone else, mm -hmm. I think that wisdom is going to be there. He promised, you know, Moses and Paul and like when you're in front of people, don't worry about what to say. Right. I'll give you the words. And yeah. obviously that was a different context. I'm for taking sure. that out of for context, sure. but I think this, this abiding relationship with Jesus gives us the wisdom to engage and know what to share in right. those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is, yeah, I love that Brian, because yeah, that abiding place, I, I can remember many conversations where I've actually turned the corner in that. And so I, I, I felt myself oversharing and then I stopped talking for a while to hear them share. And then it's like a, a switch is flipped and, and God starts speaking through me. And it, it is in that abiding place where I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I know that I've been talking a little too much, you know, <laughs> help me, help me reel it back in. And how do I turn the corner on this conversation to, for it to be more effective? And so, um, when you said that, I, you know, I can recall a bunch of times because like you, I, I overshare, I talk too much all the time and I can tell when I've, you know, lost somebody and it's like, okay, got to reel it back where, in. Where so, did I go right, wrong? Where right, did right. I lose them? Right. Um, and I think the last, uh, the, the last story connecting skill we want to talk about is just being real, right? Just, this is a relationship. This is a friendship. Right. And, you know, 
as we talk about sharing our faith and pointing young people and anybody we're in relationship to Jesus, sometimes we have a tendency to think like every time I talk to them, I have to like invite them into a relationship with Jesus. And yeah. I don't think that's what we're saying here. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. It, what we're actually saying is that there is an opportunity for us to be authentic. We talk about authentic Christ sharing relationships yeah. to be authentic and, and to allow for them to see um, Christ through us based on how we're just conducting our conducting ourselves regularly. And, you know, uh, a quote that, you know, you hear all the time in, in the churches is to preach the gospel, but use words only when necessary. And yeah. so it's a little, it's a little bit of that, um, um, of how you're, you're sharing or, or how you're being real in, in terms of, man, this should, this should happen naturally, you yeah. know, it's just flow naturally. So, yeah, I think that was a, that was a quote that I've, I lived on and I was when I was right. in high school and yeah. college, and um, I think the challenge for me in that quote is it may it said to me like I don't have to ever use words, right? Like I'll just live it out because it's never necessary, right? right? <laughs> and that just didn't happen that Not way, and so I had to learn like it is necessary to use words. So I still stand behind that quote, um, but it, you know the importance of knowing when to share and yeah. what to share, and I just feel like man, if I'm sitting down and I'm talking to somebody and and every conversation I'm saying, you know, inviting them to trust Jesus, to trust Jesus, to trust Jesus, and right. not necessarily even sharing about my relationship with Jesus. Right. I'm pointing them to Jesus. Yeah. I, I feel like suddenly that person is not a friend or a target. Mm. Like I'm trying to convert them, yeah. not build a relationship with yeah. them. And we have to be careful about that. Absolutely. And, and we see examples when Jesus used parables when he's speaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that part of the reason why we use parables is because people can relate to different situations, even though it may not connect to them. If you're just being preachy, Jesus-y, Jesus-y the whole time, you know? And so in the conversation, I think that that, that is a great tool to also use is like, man, share a practical situation or practical story that maybe that that you can come up with a parable that you can can come up with in the midst of the conversation and, and that builds the equity you know what i mean and to where you know when you're sharing or whatever it is that you're saying makes sense or it connects in a different way rather than it being you know just trust jesus you know so yeah yeah so we're we're jesus parables not jesus-y <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Never thought about that yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically they are because they were about relationship with, I don't know. That, that's, that's a great theological you know, question. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that right. another time. Right. I right. don't know. Maybe do I just wanted to make it awkward. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, well, that wraps up our conversation. It's been five or six weeks. I don't even know. I'll link them in the show notes when we're All done right. here on three-story relationships. I hope that this has been beneficial for you in understanding not only what three-story is, but how to be more intentional in the relationships that you have, not only with the young people that you work with, but in every relationship that you encounter. Thanks for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. Next week, we have a special episode to share a little bit about our We Believe in Youth campaign. So feel free to tune in as we share a little bit about what that is and how we believe in youth. Also, feel free to send us a message on Facebook and let us know why you believe in youth um, as this campaign is talking about the next generation.